Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. Hey, we did it right this week without any hiccups. Hiccup-ups. <laughs> Hiccup-ups? Uh, Hiccup-ups. Do you ever call them hiccup-ups? No. Yeah, me neither. That sounds like something that would be on the Smurfs or something like that. Oh, yeah. Hiccup-up Smurf. Hiccup-up Smurf. So, Hiccup-up Bear <laughs> from uh, the Care Bears. His... Uh, his belly was like uh, a glass of water and a spoonful of sugar and then someone making a scary face. <laughs> and his Care Bear stare gave you the hiccups. <laughs> what is wrong with us? <laughs> right. Gotta entertain. I know. All right. So this is episode 324 from the ashes of what lies beneath. So we are talking uh, Soups and Lolo, Season 2, Episode 1, What Lies Beneath. We're talking the book of Boba Fett, um, The Streets of Most... Oh, Espa. Um, and then The Expanse series, question mark, finale, Babylon's Ashes. Anyway... Now, um, forget the question mark. Series, in, and in, in parentheses, please, no finale. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I have series question mark, but I'm going to change that to say please no. Please, comma no. <laughs> Exclamation point. Uh anyway. Uh so yeah, so no news. We're going to we're going to knock this out. We're recording a day earlier than we normally do, so we just finished the Expanse please not series finale. Uh I actually watched all three of those shows today. <laughs> I've, wa I've watched more TV today than I have all week. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I know because the fact that you didn't watch Soups and Lolo yesterday was uh, okay. It's kind of kind of like shocked me to my core a little bit. You know what? I got I worked out late. I got home. I was tired. I fell asleep. <laughs> you know what it was? Is I crashed. You know the C four energy drinks? Oh. Uh, yeah, so I haven't had one of those in a while. They have um, Starburst flavors now. And this is not sponsored, so they don't sponsor us. Um, so they have Star Starburst flavors now. And they have Cherry Starburst flavor in particular, which is my 100% oh. favorite candy, <laughs> uh, is any pectin-based cherry fruit chew. Um, but Starburst in particular, especially the Starburst jelly beans. But this this energy drink tastes exactly like it. So on Wednesdays, you know, I do the two a days. I do the cardio in the morning. And I go lift heavy at night. And so I took, I drank one in the morning before the gym because I didn't want to do the pre-workout both times. Dude, rookie move. <laughs> <laughs> one, like I'm pretty sure my pupils, pupils were dilated all day long yesterday because I was so hopped up because I don't do caffeine. Um, but yeah. Next time we go to the movies, I'm definitely bringing one of those to drink because there's no way I'll fall asleep. Oh, man. Anyway, so then, you know, I got home, worked out. I was feeling really good and just crashed. I fell asleep with all the lights on, like everything. So uh, that being said, <clears throat> I had some I had some catching up to do. Plus, I had to watch Dynamite, uh, which was excellent. So um, and I just got to say, everybody loves the acclaimed. Uh, they, they're my new favorite tag team. One hundred. I love. <clears throat> I absolutely love their intro oh, and just yeah. their chemistry. Ma everything. Max. Max's. Max. Platinum. Max. Casters. Uh, raps. Really, their roasts is what they are. 
uh, yeah, they are 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 amazing. And then uh, Anthony Bowens is just a beast in the ring. I he's he's come so far, even in just like the last six months. I mean, he was always pretty good, mm-hmm. but like he's he just makes it look effortless at this point. It's awesome. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, let's uh let's just get right to uh, to the old Superman and Lois while we're at it. Um, all right, so let's. I want to do the ratings and then talk about it. Okay. So I did the out of five. You're not my mom's. Uh, what do you What do you give the the season two premiere? For everything, so the, you know, a premiere is a highlight in the sense. It's not, I'm not talking about series, but a mm-hmm. season premiere is that bell cow to tell us where at least the first arc is going mm-hmm. of a of a of a, a show. So this did a tremendous job with that and that's why i give it a 4.5 it wasn't perfect uh there was a character that was a little bit annoying to say the least but it was the perfect lead off i believe i used a much stronger word than annoying yes you did (laughs) (laughs) it was the perfect bridge between the spectacular season one and starting off on season two Absolutely. I, I went with a solid four um, because of uh, Natalie there in the middle. She kind of brought it back around at the end. Uh, I'm not quite sure what's going on with Sarah. So like that, like the whole Sarah Jordan thing, I really, really liked last year. And so it's like, really, um, you know, are, are they going to do woke stuff? Hopefully not. Um, and then I also did not give it like higher because uh, – if you watched until the end of the episode, you saw Doomsday, and it's far too early for that. That can't be Doomsday. Yeah, it's Doomsday in the in the proto Kryptonian. Uh, oh, armor suit. Yeah. So. Okay, that's what that is. Yeah. Okay, because I'm like, it looked like it looked like the Mark One. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, it, that's it, what it I totally did, but. I mean, if it's not Doomsday, I'll be shocked. So, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm conjecturing. I haven't read anybody's yeah, well, reviews or anything, but and uh, hey, it, it we thought it, it wasn't Luther. It no, was true. John Henry Iron. So Henry. Um, but yeah, I was I wasn't sure what that was at first because I that's what I first thought. I was like, is this another type of like armor suit? Yeah. And okay, that's so, I, I really. Yeah, I agree with you in that sense, but. Yeah. So this episode directed by Gregory Smith, um, you might remember him from Everwood or Ricky Blue, uh, written by Brett Fletcher and Todd Helbing, the showrunners, and it did a 1.09 million viewers, uh, which The Last Son of Krypton only did 670,000. Um, compared that to the pilot that did 1.75 million. Um, it didn't, yeah. So it, the first, the first, uh, one, two, three, four, five. So the first five episodes, one point of last season, just to recap, 1.75, 1.24, 1.25, 1.21, 1.24 million. And then it went on its hiatus where they replaced it with woke girl and it was, 720,000, 800,000, 900,000, then 920,000, 900, uh, yeah, 960,000. 
800,000, 500, uh, 800,000. So it just, you know, it, it never recovered. And with all the little start stop no. breaks and things like that, um, you know, it just did, it, it just did not recover, which, you know, is super sad that, that it did not, but this is a great start. Um, they did a really good job aligning the pieces. It's 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 a couple months later from when the uh, the series one ended. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. So what I I loved about it again, it's and it it adds. So remember, General Lane retired, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he wasn't in this. But I mean, I'm sure we'll see him some. You know, in some time, you know, because he wants to spend time with the boys, spend time with Lois. Right. But he has his replacement, Lieutenant Anderson, is he seems he's going to be definitely for at least for some part of this an antagonist. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily a villain, but, but and, you know, antagonist is just someone who's given stress basically to to the protagonist. Mm-hmm. And he brings up the whole, hey, you're supposed to be our american asset which there are some things i think were actually they are picking on some of the things that have been going on in comics that it just seemed like with this but it did it in a way because again one of the things we talk about with when we talk about cobra kai not just the nostalgia of cobra kai but how cobra kai touches on you know flashpoints that are going on now in today's world you know with you know not just woke but other things right and it incorporates it by by making fun of it, but also at the same time, just you know, bringing it to light. Not not necessarily kowtowing mm-hmm. or you know, giving it what people would call its due, but it it's it's saying, look, this is here, kind of like you know, Rhodey and Iron Man too. Hey, I'm here, deal with it. But right. but it does it it does it the thing that we always talk about. That nonsense is a detriment. Just generally, it's speaking a detriment to character development and story arcs. This, just like Cobra Kai, is focused on the characters and the story arc. Right. So I, I just like the, you know, I, I like the little tension there and the I, the fact that we get the first viewing of, I guess you would say, the graduates of the ex-Kryptonite school. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't see them as a threat to Clark or anything no. along those lines. No, I mean, other than copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So, and I also love the how they had the Lois's arc in this episode. I really liked it, and because it was one of those things where you were you knew she there was a problem because we start off right where we. we, we begin right where we left off and then there's a, a scene where natalie comes she thinks lois is her mother mm-hmm. uh, john henry takes her natalie to the side and tries to talk to her and clark tells lois you got to say something and she just walks away doesn't say anything and then we get that three months later right and it's very interesting it was three I, I like how they late here yeah <laughs> i like how where the boy like not just clark and the boys well, not just Clark, but Clark and the boys, I should say. Yeah. It's almost like they're walking around on eggshells because Lois is not herself. Right. And we don't find out why until later. And it's one of those things when she explains it to Clark. It's like, I didn't feel anything for this girl. 
And I know how that feels because that's how I felt when my mother left. No, she said that's how my mom must have felt when she left. That's how my mom Lucy must have felt. I. Yeah, yeah, I'm and sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're fine. Um, you're absolutely right. I mean, she was she snapped at Clark because he went off to save that North Korean sub rather than chaperoning Jonathan and his girlfriend. Yeah. And because she came home she, and found them in bed. So, yeah. And and yeah, she got pissed because he she used the EM. What's it called? The ELT? Yeah, the LT. Yeah. And and she's like, so this is not important. He's like, not not important enough to use that. It's for emergencies. You know, not teenagers hooking up. And then she, then she went the fine. I think you'll just go go to the party yourself. <laughs> Which, again, well, this is one of those things yeah. that could last. But I love how they resolve it. Yeah. So not so. It was two couples were having like essentially the same fight because Lana, Lana yeah. and Eric, or Lana and Kyle were having that too. And uh, just like the scenes in the season of The Expanse with Holden and Clar- Clarissa, the scene with Clark. And Kyle was pretty oh, freaking man. awesome. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. here they are, like they're both going through the exact same thing and they don't know how to talk to each other about it. And yet they, they, they were able to <clears throat> help each other understand what was going on, which led Clark being able to help because he knows Lana better than anybody and get right. her to, you know, make sure she's, she's prioritizing Kyle. So I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, again, the one thing, and we talked about, you know, you mentioned Natalie, and, and I'll say what Natalie reminded me of. She reminded me of a CW character. Oh, and that's the yeah. one thing Superman and Supes and Lolo have not done. They have not used that CW character template to create and show their characters and their emotions. And I don't get me wrong. I understand. I would understand her frustration and everything she's like, what she's going through. She lost her world. Mm-hmm. She's on a world where she only knows one person. The a woman that looks like her mother is like married right to there, the guy who killed her, her mom. <laughs> yeah. So don't get me wrong. We get that. That is a traumatic thing, beyond belief. And yet, there is. I think there is a better way for her to do that. For them to present that character instead of the character, not the caricature, but, you know, that basically, like I said, the template of stereotypical how this teen's going to act in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I agree 100%. I, I liked how John Henry was trying to deal with her and still give her space, but then she, like, just, like, left didn't tell him where she was going. She skipped school. And, you know, it's, I think with her, she was just trying to be Natalie, who I think Taylor, Taylor uh, Buck did a really good, does a good job. I mean, she's a good actress. Um, Yeah. Like she made me not like Natalie, which is, I think was the point, right? Um, Right. Because she was just petulant. But at, at the same time, like she knows she, she on every level knows that she's in a different spot yet. She was complaining because she's like, my friend just looked right through me. And it's like, well, it's not your friend. They they, they don't know you. It's not yeah. the same world. You know, um, you don't exist on this world. Right. Plain and simple. Um, 
you know, I, I liked I liked how Lois came around. I like I liked I actually really liked their conversation at the end when Lois was like, "Hey, why don't we be friends? Like, why don't you like why why aren't we in each other's lives?" You know. Um, now I hope this doesn't turn into like her trying to parent trap Lois into getting with John Henry and and leaving Superman, but um, I. <laughs> Yeah, I really I, don't hope. I, I don't, really hope I don't, they don't go to that CW well. Yeah, I, I, I hope they don't go there. But anyway, um, no, that was good. I like, you know, like you said, the the stuff between Clark and Lois was good. I really like the stuff between Lana and Kyle. Uh, Ian Bowen, who played uh, Lieutenant Anderson, um, I think is going to be a pretty good foil for Clark. Um, you know, in in a lot of ways, I kind of feel like this is like the most political character the CW's had because Clark keeps saying like, you know, or Superman is I gave myself to the world. And he's like, yeah, but you got to you got to put America first. And it's that whole like globalist versus nationalist, um, you know, argument. And, and you know, this is this is where having taken out or I guess this is actually where losing the copyright to truth, justice in the American way. Is is a detriment to the Superman character? Yeah, and again, it's a character you can understand where this, based on his position, where he's coming from. Uh, so it's not like it's a far fetched idea, right? And I, I do like how Clark, you know, Clark has always tried to be, you know, he, again, he is truth, justice in the American way, mm-hmm. but as far as being a political figure he's not and that's what right. he because it could be so easy to get lost in yep something else yeah 100 percent. he could he can completely get lost and and step over a line and you know all of that kind of like in the comics like his punk son jonathan <sighs> his authoritarian punk son jonathan yes <laughs> <laughs> who is super political anyway um no this was great uh there was good action with the submarine there was good you know clark, clark coaching um the guy who was running for i guess city council um where did he go? yeah uh, I thought daniel I hart I yeah think. daniel hart played by nathan white uh, that was interesting. I'm really happy that wasn't like another love CW love triangle with Lana, like you know, cheating on on Kyle. Um, but yeah, that, that that's interesting that Lana's running his campaign. So some things have changed. Um, I, I did I did like how Kyle was like strangely protective of Superman when the roadside uh, IP theft was going on there with yeah. people selling the Superman stuff, like. Superman's IP, it's just been, it's getting stolen left and right in this episode. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I loved his, hey, you know, some of us do matter, do mind that, you know, it's getting plastered all over the place. It means something. It means something to us. That's what he said. So, right. Yeah. It it was really good. Um, The boys, the stuff with the boys was really good. They continue to both be highlights of the show. Um, Jordan's control of his powers makes sense. You know, it's three months later. We we didn't have to go through like training montages or anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then them getting the talk from the dad Clark, oh, which was God. great. Clark Kent geek dad is the greatest thing that's ever happened to <laughs> Superman, one hundred percent. So, and how he says like, oh, so mom, you know, after he was done, he's like, glad we had this talk, and he's like, so does that mean mom? Oh no, you're you're still gonna get some words from her. 
really you're still going to get an earful. Um, and yeah. I, I did like that. Like, you know, they're like, well, when did you hand in your V card? And he's like, much later. <laughs> yeah. He's like well, older than you. Yeah. He didn't know he was going to, if he was going to be able to mate on this planet, you know? Um, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, Bro- Bro- Brody Bruce in, in Mallrats has some, some very interesting questions about how that would work. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's a good episode. I think I think a 4, 4.5, both, both solid scores, both well-deserved. Yeah, and again, as I, as I mentioned before, smiling throughout all throughout this episode. Oh, and yeah. I so actually did watch this twice, by the way. I guess technically I I watched it twice. (laughs) (laughs) It was on twice in your presence. Yeah, it was on twice in my presence. All right, let's move on to The Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Chapter 3. I will say I have hit my limit. I give give all shows – well, not all. Let me rephrase it. I give 99% of shows three episodes. Um, So we gave Why is the Last Man – three episodes yeah yeah and that was that was a zero out of zero so that was one of the worst shows i've ever seen and, and i'm oh, not exaggerating yeah. when i say that all right so out of five worthless wookie assassins <laughs> what do you give uh the book of boba fett chapter three the streets of mos Espa, directed by robert rodriguez and written by jean favreau i give it a a strong two and that's as far as i can go with it because one of the things you said when we were talking today, it looked pretty, which mm-hmm. it shouldn't. Right. It should, when I say it shouldn't, I mean the tech and the, there's a dinginess that should be there. It's on freaking Tatooine. The story itself, again, we get another flashback, so it is during the Arrow thing, unfortunately. I love Black Kersantin. Yeah. But I didn't like how they used him. Yeah. And that, I mean, I, I was fine with the fight. But but the but the street bike gang that and <laughs> that Boba Fett basically hires as his you know enforcers as his urchins or what, yeah. yeah enforcers I rather call them urchins yeah I like urchins uh, too. because they're they're not enforcing anything no. I'm sorry I, did you see them no no so all right I, I'm, I'm a it, solid one out of yeah. five uh, do not recommend. <laughs> uh, yeah this this was. This show is not Here's the thing. Is this show is not bad, right? It's not like it's not like an objectively bad show. It's sloppy is what right. I told you. It, there's no attention to yeah. detail. This feels like it was super rushed out. Um if this is indicative of what Robert Rodriguez's second half of his career is going to be like, I am not I'm not for it. Um and if this is going to be Star Wars under John Favreau if he ever takes over the reins, I'm not for it. I mean, they even had and, a little middle finger to uh, to Kathleen Kennedy in this episode because that that um, the letters, the symbols they were paint, uh, painting on, are the letter K, mm-hmm. and they did two of them, KK, multiple times. So I, I think I didn't even th- I, didn't. I think if that's on purpose, it's super childish and dumb. Um, I think if it is not super childish and dumb, it's malicious, and that's even worse. So, but yeah, uh, the whole, the whole thing about Boba Fett having to go ask for permission for things. It's like, this is the, the, the shoot, shoot first and disintegrate character. 
And now he's a Disney princess. And this is the thing. You could say, well, he, he changed his ways because he was with the Sand People. No, the Sand People are savage in them in their own right. So right. if anything, that would have just enforced more of what he was from the start. I don't like that this is, again, this is not a bad, I, I, I won't say this is a bad show. I, I just won't. But the whole sloppiness, and what did I say? I said, when you, I was talking about how it looks pretty and people could say, hey, how can it be sloppy? Look how it looks. That's actually part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Because of where you are in this world, it should not look like it. And when I say like that, it can still look beautiful, but still be dirty and dingy. Right. Th- those are not mutually exclusive no. things. It, it just and, shouldn't look so polished. That's the issue. Right. And that's the thing. Yes, that is, that is right there. It should not be a polished. It should not be. No, because it's a, it's a again, dirty, violent world that, that the sun yeah. beats down on everything and, and kills it. Yeah, and the whole fight with Black Kersantan and, and, you know, Bubba and his urchins. Yeah. Bubba and was... his urchins. Great band name. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd like some of the stuff to it. it the problem is, and what did you, you pretty much neutered this badass Wookiee assassin. Mm-hmm. Yep. The worthless Wookiee assassin. Black Kersantan. And what? And only one of, uh, and it was one of the Gamorians that got, you know, had to be put in a Bacta tank. Yeah. And that's it. Nobody else got really hurt. Right. Yeah. Like the Wookiees who we're supposed to believe can rip people's arms off are having trouble with a bunch of little skate punks with, with, uh, um, what's it called? Slingshots, you know? Yeah. And, and are you, and Bubba is, uh, was it Boba or, uh, Finnick that apologized to the guy when he said keep your eye on keep your eye on, on whatever because the guy had one eye. Oh yeah, I don't remember who said it. I was I was <laughs> disgusted and but, have blocked that from my head. So thanks for bringing that back. Yeah, yeah. It just that whole thing is like we did not need them at all. Right. Did not need them. Nope. If, if, unless they're going to be used for cannon fodder later, which okay, that's fine find some creative ways to see them killed i don't care but overall this episode was just it, it, and it's not just this episode it's right. the first three episodes it has they have the same problem of the biggest problem is not how it looks it's not the polishedness it's the fact that this is not the bubba fett that we wanted this is not the bubba fett we should have gotten and that when Correct. it's a central character, it's yeah. like Sylvie. It's like, I mean, I mean, I mean, he's uh, not being cucked and, for Finnick Shand. No, you know, like when when he got attacked by Black Kersantan, uh Shand was nowhere to be found. I, I thought yeah, that I was really interesting, was and there was no like, hey, where were yeah. you? Um, but yeah, it's just I didn't this this didn't connect with me. The major domo for the mayor, um. His Twi'lek costume is horrible. He just does not look at all like a Twi'lek. It's it, it feels like you should just be able to pull him out of the little like hut that he lives in, or whatever, this, and and throw him. It into looks a like Sarlacc. something. It honestly looks like something they would do on SNL. Yeah, that's what every time it's I very see obviously him. a hat that he's wearing yeah. for the tendrils. Yeah, and uh, yeah. 
and this is the thing when why, why I compared it to the Loki series um, is because it's the same thing in the sense of this is not the Loki we were left with where from where he was coming from. Mm-hmm. This is not the Loki we wanted, and this is more importantly than this is not the Loki we wanted. This right. wasn't the Loki they should have given mm-hmm. or they should have written. Right. And it's the same thing with Boba Fett. And I don't know where they're trying to go with this. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, not if, at all sure where they're I don't trying to go with it. Um, I mean, there's <sighs> there's four episodes left. Uh, I think I'm just going to wait till they're all on there. So because like this is such a forgettable show. I, I don't even really remember everything that happened other oh the tuscan raiders got killed by the uh the speeder bike people i forgot about that yeah 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 so uh funny enough that i'm the more like in my you know we have a guys i have a guys chat and i'm definitely the more critical of stuff uh than everybody else in general and you know this is like the first week no one said anything about the book of boba fett being on yesterday right like no one said anything about it. Like, yeah, it is not. At, it's not a day and date watch for me now. Like I, no, I'm, I'm definitely no. not going to watch it when it when it first comes now, out. because I usually watch those type of shows. You know, the Wednesday shows with my coffee before I start work. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't watch Soups and Lolo Tuesday, that's what I watched yeah. yesterday. Yeah, and I didn't watch Boba Fett until after work because I completely, I actually forgot about it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess I'll watch it now. Yeah, I kind of remembered so, that at the last minute, and then watched it today. Um, and and was not happy with myself for watching it today. But yeah, but anyway. it, it's something I will absolutely finish watching. I just it, it's going to be one of those we'll we'll you know kind of like circle back when it's over, and <laughs> hopefully we'll be surprised and it gets better. But I just. It's three episodes. That's a out of three. If and there's only what four left. Yep. That's a pretty good sample size. And nothing's happened. So nothing. 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 Yeah. Anyway. All right. So let's get to the main event in the evening. I don't know if I'm ready for this, dude. I I'm so I'm so not ready. I can't wait to watch this episode again. Um, we I mean we literally each just finished it about a half hour, about forty minutes ago. Wait, hold on, wait. About an hour ago. <laughs> I didn't realize what yeah. time it was. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I mean, we get the the inners and the belters fighting side by side with the Rossi crew for a last massive desperate battle with Marco and his free navy, with the fate of the solar system and the ring gates all hanging in the balance. Um, and yeah, it was. Uh, so I'm going to start with the strange dogs this week. Um, spot perfect for how the novella ended with with mm-hmm. Zan and uh, coming back and the dad cutting him and sticking him in the pantry, like spot perfect. Um, and even they even added the line where Kara said, you know, well, if I die, the dogs will just bring me back. And it's like, oh, yeah, that was like the last line. Of lovely, the, lovely the foreshadowing. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Just really good. The makeup on Zan looks sick. Like the eyes were perfect, yeah. um, you know. It was it, it was exactly what I pictured in my head when when I see it. Pet cemetery, anyone? Yeah, he's a little <laughs> little gauge there, isn't he? Um, yeah, and then space battles, man. 
Space battles. I I I I used to think Battlestar Galactica was the gold standard. Um and it's still up there, but this is 100% the gold standard for for you know, space light. Oh my goodness. And there's just so much going on and I was the one that said you know, from the start, I wasn't sure how this was going to go. And the way they brought this home from like, you're talking about the space battles and the assault on, mm-hmm. you know, the ring and the Medina station and just how they, you know, they had the, you know, the shipping containers come and then ejecting through the shipping containers. And yep. we're with Amos for like 30 seconds of, you know, just floating, you know, just rocketing, propelling himself through, through it. 15 rocketing, yeah. Like yeah, he he was he was motoring. I mean that was that was just incredible, and then up close seeing how and watching you know those rail guns how you know those Laconian rail guns in action. I mean it was just like everything about that you know just the the visuals of the the battle or and the Rossi you know you're trying to get you know to Medina Station or it put Medina between them and the rail guns and, and then. uh I think it was what's flying against the penumbra or whatever. Uh, just that whole scene was, you know, the te- not only just visually, but just the way they wrote in the tension and just and mm-hmm. and the pacing of everything. Yeah, you know, because there was at one point, yeah, you know, I'm sitting down and I just I actually had to stand up and yeah, you know, watch all this going on. Yeah, it was it was really really good. Um. And, you know, we had another, like, James and Clarissa scene. We had a great Naomi and Clarissa scene. Um, oh, man. Yeah. You know, I, I thought I thought and, that was really a, nice. Um, a great Naomi and Amos scene. Yep. Yeah, we haven't had a good Naomi and Amos scene for a couple years now. Um, right. And, and that, that was really, really, really good. And not to mention, I think the best, like, interaction was Duarte and Marco at the end. Um when Duarte informs him that his services are no longer needed or welcome. And uh, you were a good distraction. Yeah. Or, or something like that. And, yeah. And then, and then he, uh, as you said, flips him the double, double bird with the, oh, dang, Beltalota. So, <laughs> um, which was great. And then Marco trying to get everybody to chant Belta, Beltalota. Um, and it was great. Like Keon, Keon is, Keon Alexander is awesome. He's so good in this role, right? With like, I know I just hopped to the end and I skipped over a ton of stuff, but like, you know, the whole belt, lota, lota, belt, lota. And it was just like, he's so intense and like, the man bun, everything. He's a beautiful man, by the way. I know we've said this a, yeah. a couple times, but like, just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think he's pretty short in real life too. So, and like, it's like, yeah, you don't deserve to be tall. You're much too attractive and much too talented <laughs> at what you do. Um, I can't wait to see what he does next. Um, yeah, I was gonna say because I haven't, like, I mean, I this is my first experience with this guy, uh, and I he is just incredible. Yeah, I mean, he 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 captured the energy, the charisma everything about Marco that made him work in the books made you despise him and in the books, but understand why he had a following. He did. 
Keon Alexander yeah. cap was able to capture that. And I mean, he's only got 29 credits to his career. I mean, and he's been going for a while. So, I mean, I'm not that it's not only 29, but you know, I mean, he has not like in, in the long run of, of some actors, he has not necessarily done a ton. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll tell you what, like, and again, we could be biased, whatever, but uh, him, Steven Strait, uh, like Dominic Cooper, uh, West Chatham, all of these people. I know, like Frankie uh, Adams is, mm -hmm. is is she's filming something right now. I don't remember what yeah. it is. All these principles, people need to be looking like you know they have to they they should get the credit they deserve, not just right. from an award standpoint, mm -hmm. but from a standpoint of more work because these people have shown they are phenomenal. Yeah, she's got. Uh, it's called Next Goal Wins. It comes out this year. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's great. You know, Wes Chatham, I first saw him in the unit, the Dennis Haysbert show. Yeah. Which was awesome. I think I stopped watching before he came through. Yeah, he was in the last season. So, um, yeah, I, like, I watched only watched the first two. Someone seasons, had figured okay. out, like, what the unit was and, um, like, they were using him as a mole. It was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, and even, um, Nadine Nicole. Right, yeah, Nadine Nicole, uh, Clarissa. Oh yeah, yeah. Clarissa. I mean, yeah. she's she's got a mini series, TV mini series that was announced. Um, but yeah, I mean, she was in the TV show The Village. Uh, she was on The Young and the Restless for twenty three episodes. I mean, she she hasn't done like a ton of stuff either. Yeah, and but. I know we were talking about character scenes. Um, I tell you what, that first scene to make it a little dusty in here was the one on the Rossi when they're at the dinner table. Oh yeah. And it kind of reminded me of, I don't remember what season, but I, I think it may, it may have been season two when, uh, Alex makes his lasagna and that's where, you know, after the the thing or what happened with, you know, Amos and stuff. And it was kind of, it was like very tense. And that just kind of like that scene where, you know, Amos sits down, it broke all the tension and is like, hey, that was like kind of like that, that reinforcement of them becoming, if not, be, if not being already becoming a family. And that scene tonight reminded me of that where yeah, 100%. you have. Yeah, yeah, you still have, you know, you have Amos, you have Holden, you have Naomi, you know, they're, they've been, you know, there since the beginning, but now you have Bobby and Clarissa, and yeah, for the first time, you see them all together, and you feel like this is a real family, mm -hmm. and it was just, and it, it really hurt in, in a way also, because just, I couldn't help but think about Alex, and yeah, how him him being there. Because there was something missing, but not from the sense of a performance or the emotion captured, but you know, just having you mean the Al heart, Alex the heart and there. soul of the show, the heart, yes. But it's still, it was still an incredible scene, and yeah, I, I was, I was like, oh man, uh, oh, gotta get this dust out real yeah, quick. Right. But <laughs> there's damn allergies. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, like you were talking about before it, and i like how they lingered on it too and you know how it slowly kind of like pulled away 
Right. And it just stayed there. It, it gave it time to breathe. And a lot of times my issues with movies and television shows is that they don't give moments like that a chance to breathe. So I think that's a really astute uh, observation because there was a lot of things that this episode just let breathe. That, right. That yeah. normally they would not when, you know, they still had like 800 pages to cover in a book yeah. at, at the beginning <laughs> of the episode. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, you know, my, my favorite, my favorite scene was at the end. Um, and it was, it was relatively note perfect from the book where they are, you know, the politics of it all, where they're talking about who's going to be the governor of the, uh, or the president of the trade union. And they look to James and James is like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. And then the next scene you see him in the suit, which is the, the, you know, thumbnail for this week's show. And, you know, he's, he's giving a speech to, you know, the, the belt and, and everybody. And it was, it was just really, really cool. And then his whole double cross, which, uh, it's happened in the book as well. It obviously wasn't drummer, but it was, uh, mm -hmm. it was Michio Pal. Um, right. Am I right there? I think I am. Uh, I thought you, hey, you're, you've read it before. It says, yeah. Like, so, but, but, but yeah, yeah that scene, that was great. And <laughs> I love when. Avazarala realizes what he's about to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, got the look on her face. Yeah, but Don't and you he do makes it. a great and he makes a great point. with regarding Marco. Mm -hmm. Marco wasn't just popular because of his charisma. Right. Marco was popular. And because he touched upon something that people felt the fear, the frustration and the anger of constantly being put down, constantly being ignored, constantly being left out in the cold. And he captured that. He took advantage of that. Mm -hmm. So I love when Jim's like Marco wasn't all wrong. Right. And, and that's and sometimes and that's the there are times you have to look at a, an adversary and it, you can 100 percent be uh, against you know their principles but you also have to acknowledge people follow them and there's a reason for that don't call in and, and, and again not dehumanize the people that follow him but find out why they follow right. this person yep. or why they follow uh you know this individual or this figurehead and then you attack that problem right whatever it may be and in this case holding i mean again like i think i told you about the um that one ship short of him and that was a perfect short for episode five mm -hmm. leading into this where he has that conversation with mcdowell and mcdowell says you're pretty good with these people and he looks at him and it's like did you have you watched that yet yeah oh yeah i watched all five of them and it's like and he's like what and do you mean like these people <laughs> yeah it's like we're all the, we're all the same people mm -hmm. and that's how holden looks at stuff because again remember in the first season holden says there shouldn't be a side, right? It, it's and and I can't remember. It, was, it sounds like it's something he sold to Azrael. He might have, might not. But the person said, you know, basically, you know, you're you're living in a pipe dream mm -hmm. because they're, they're, yes, you, you, he's right in the sense of it should be. It shouldn't be a them or an us. But again, as humanity, we're always going to find 
our tribe and tribes are always going to have conflict with other tribes. Right. Sometimes little conflicts, sometimes bigger conflicts, but finding a way to come together, even when you have those differences. And sometimes you have to have a linchpin like Holden, who, like he said, he's an outsider and he's in a way he's an outsider from his, his point of oh, view, from, yeah, know, from every point of view, from everybody. And I think he's finally, I won't say okay with it, but he's comfortable in knowing that because he he says it in that speech where he says you know i'm an outsider and you know sometimes it does take that outsider to be able to bring everybody else in in together in a circle and right, right you know that was just such a note perfect like you said note perfect but even if it wasn't from the book it was still i mean steven straight like just his holding very much like Keon Alexander, he embodies the character and the spirit and everything that James Holden is in the books. Right. And oh yeah, yeah, just incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I can't I can't gush enough about this show. I'm 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 actually excited. I think I'm gonna wait a week and then rewatch from the beginning all the way through. Yeah, I'm I'm going to try to get someone to watch this show because oh. She doesn't want to yeah. watch. Well, we only we. I mean, months ago we we watched the first episode, but then we never went back. But uh, that's again, that's fine. I I I, I tell her, I was like, look, I think you'll like. I think you'll love this show. Right. It's and again, it's one of those. Yeah, I ta- I I gushed and gushed about Cobra Kai. How Cobra Kai? There, there's only Cobra Kai and Superman and Lois make me feel this. You know, certain happy go lucky way when it's on. Right. But it's because it's that type of those type of shows. This is a different show. Uh, this is one of my favorite shows I've ever watched. It doesn't yeah. give me the oh, giddy yeah. feelings, but again, it's a different type of tone. And that that's what I was I, I said with Garden Cobra Kai. It's like it's not my favorite show. And I don't think it's the best show, but it's great because it makes me feel this way. The Expanse is, is a totally different animal. And I mean, I, this is, and again, this is absolutely not what, you know, recency bias. I've thought this for a long time. I've thought this about the books. Expanse is one of the greatest science fiction forays into science fiction mm-hmm. that has ever been. Oh yeah. And it's, will, it's, it's just a great uh, IP it, all the way around. Yes. Like in every way. I think part of it too is because the way they wrote it, the way um, Ty and, and Daniel wrote it, or Daniel and Ty, um, it, it was very cinematic, right? It was really easy to translate mm-hmm. to television. I think if this would have been a series of movies, it would not have worked because the all of the no. nuance of the belt would have been lost. And, you know, yeah, it would have been a. <clears throat> oh, go ahead. As I think it would have been more of a caricature. Yeah. Because. I know people want to, you know, movies because movies make that, you know, splash. I mean, when I say movies, I mean movies that make a splash in the box office. And that's what you can point, you know, you can wag your finger at. But if you're really trying to truly adapt something, truly give reverence, the reverence things deserve. You have to look at long form uh, storytelling. We're and looking at you, like, dude. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, we're looking at you, Dan. Because it's 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 along the lines of when we talk about 
you get news bites of this topic and that topic. And then you'll go to somebody's podcast who is has a three hour show, for example, like Joe Rogan, who can break stuff down and yeah. give stuff time to breathe. Not saying it's right or wrong in the sense of that, that specific, uh, a specific topic, but long form is always going to, to do justice, especially when you're talking about book series. Let's just put it that way with book series and books, long form storytelling. If done, if both of them are done, right. Long form storytelling or a movie, the long form of the storytelling series is going to better give, you know, a, a better showing of what that series is because mm-hmm. there's a chance to see these characters and not cram them in a two and a half hour movie. Right. Because you lose way too much. Even with a three hour movie, you lose way too much. Yeah. And there I are think very few instances. I think with this, right, with the belt, looking back at uh, Miller, for example. Miller was a a belter who worked for an Earther corporation, right, or an inner corporation, and he uh, he was a great like he was our Kitty Pride into the belt, right? He was he was yeah, our he right. was our he was our our gateway drug into the belt, <laughs> and without without Thomas Jane, right. Like we can't have Kamina Drummer and Kara G be the character that she needed to be. We don't have. We couldn't have Marco. We couldn't. You know, we we just couldn't have any of that. And uh, and yeah, it was uh, it it was it was really it was really really cool um to see that and the just the fruition of you know what since twenty eighteen so six years of of storytelling. Um, get really just condensed in, in a, in a, in a, in a satisfying way and in the proper send off for now, hopefully. Yeah. And like I said, when, when they announced six episodes, I said, unless these episodes are all going to be an hour long, I don't know how they're going to be able to do it. And guess what? They proved me wrong. They they absolutely nailed, stuck the landing on this. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And like, yeah, um, we did not rate this one yet. Uh, no. So, do we want to do it out of five? Just because we're just talking about this episode, or do yeah, we want to do just 10? it out of five? Okay, so out of five, I can't believe it's overs. <laughs> uh, uh, what what do you give it? I. I I'm going to stick with the the five. Uh, it's five out of five for me. Really? It was, yeah, because this, first of all, it, it exceeded my expectations. Sure. Not for just this episode, but for this season. And to cap off a series that I love so much and, you know, that I just love these characters in this world, to be able to stick the landing the way they did to be able to tell this, you know, just compelling story and give us these character moments where we're really, really, I mean, it, it's really hurt, hurtful to think that this is the last time we will see the crew of the Rastinante, uh together on screen. Dude, why do you got to hey, be such and, a buzzkill? Like all of that, adding all of that up and adding all the execution up, the action, the drama, the emotion, there's no way I could give it less than a five. I mean, you, 
I mean, you could have given it a less than a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> there, there's there's a way from a you technical perspective. <laughs> so, because I don't believe anything is perfect, um, I, I give this one a four point five out of five. Um, I, I I will say, like, looking at the encapsulation of the whole show, um, I would probably give it a little higher than a nine out of ten. Um. But there was some meandering a couple times. I, I, I just think the fact that they, they, they were able to, to do with Babylon's Ashes in, in six episodes and not even like supersized episodes was really mm-hmm. good. And, and it was yeah, it, absolutely it was great. Um, we got so much of what we needed at the end of the show. Um, not just wrapping things up, but also like kind of setting the future that. Yeah, it was. I I I had hoped for an epilogue that led into things. Um, you know, it's uh, but it was still it was just like just the Rosie flying off like literally into the sunset was. Yeah, was it was just it was great and and I I loved it. I'm I'm super excited about this show. Um, to see how it holds up in in two years, in five years, in ten years. Um, I think it will. So, I mean, I've already watched season one maybe five, six times, like throughout the Jeez. years. Um, but I mean, it's again, it's easy to do that because I mean that I I, I was on the ground floor with this show. Yeah, I absolutely not just not. from a yeah yeah not just from a show standpoint, but from the book standpoint. I got you know I got Leviathan uh, Wakes when it first came out. Look at you. So well, not exactly. I won't say like on the date, but like it it wasn't out long. I got it the year it came out, so I just put it that way. So hipster douche. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I mean I've I've been along with this ride, you know, since the beginning, mm-hmm. and you know I love and we and again we just finished the book, a few, what a couple months ago, a month and a half, yeah. two months ago. Uh, the books in, ended. And now we get the series ending for now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to keep saying that. I'm going to keep saying for now and, you know, bring it into, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying and, to manifest this into the world of, of yeah, what it is. Absolutely. So. But yeah, it's and again, you're right. It's it's not perfect, but it does so much and exceeded my expectations to the point of there's like I said. Technically, I could have given it, you know, a four point seven five, right? But I, I don't think it would have done justice to how I'm feeling about sure. how they, the execution they had on in this show, right? And, and 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 something I did not, I honestly did not think they would be able to do, as well as they did. Correct. Yeah, I, I, I did not think that it was going to be one of those things that that popped off the way it did at the end, and was definitely one of those things that that was just it was really really good it was it was what it should have been and and yeah i mean dude steve straight man dominic tipper uh west chatham um you know the 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 whole crew the the whole the whole thing i think um, I think what Kara G brought at the end, I think what Frankie Adams brought like the whole time, just kind of the energy 
uh, yeah. was really good. And then I think at the end, Nadine Nicole like was great. Chad Chad Coleman, you know, as uh, as as Fred Johnson, even Anna Hopkins as as Monica Stewart. Right? I mean, she did twenty. She did more with twenty episodes than most actors do with hundreds. Right? Yeah. And and don't forget like Nick Tarby at the the first couple seasons. Oh and, man, you know, yeah. Like it was just it was so so good. And uh, what's his name? Diego, Diogo. Remember that guy? Yeah. Like yeah yeah. So, um, yeah, well worth a watch. I, I I think you know I think it could be stated this is a great show, not just great sci-fi. This is a great show. Um, from the practical effects of the sets to you know every everything else it's you know i like what you said that distinction it's a great show i i know people that you know say hey i don't like sci-fi i just don't like it's like and you're and it's i won't say it's sad it's it's kind of disappointing where somebody says hey oh yeah sorry kind of cut out there uh Especially when, again, the setting of a show is just that, the setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a show is great, it's about because the characters, it's because the actors, it's because the writers, right. it's because the story arcs. It's not because of the genre. And yes, I'm more, we're generally more partial to a certain genre. There's no doubt. But there are shows out there that I will absolutely give... Mm-hmm. You, for example, I, you know, that's not necessarily a show. I always, uh, that type of genre I watch. I've had a lot of fun with that show right now. I'm watching Emily in Paris, you know? Uh, so I do try to, I do think uh, for whatever reason, show sci-fi shows do not get the credit and the accolades they deserve. And we've seen that, you know, throughout time and when it goes through award shows and things like that. But the serious drama mm-hmm. and, you know, with quotation marks gets yeah. the accolades. Oh, yeah. And this is a show and people will do a disservice to it looking at this as only a sci-fi right. show. It's a show that, that examines the human condition and how we as humans formulate tribes, how we look down on mm-hmm. others that aren't a part of our tribes and how we just call stir shit up when there's not, when we could be working together. Right. I mean, the message that, that goes through in this show or like the through line for the expanse is one we all should probably be thinking about. Um, Mm -hmm. I won't say, especially in this time frame because you know, it's a purveyor, you know, I'm, I love history and I've you know read history. This is something that throughout history, people, have had problems with right right and it takes shows like this that kind of in the sci-fi setting to say hey 600 years from now let's hope we're not like this yeah so let's hope we learn some lessons from our past mm-hmm. yeah and, 100%, you know 100 to to do but yeah i don't i don't, I don't know man it's uh it was such a good show. It was, you know, for me, I it, I was late to the game. And I think you remember, um, you know, I watched season one. I was like, I'm in. 
I'm into this. And then, and then <laughs> yep. like season two had just ended and they're like, yeah, we're canceling it. And I was like, what? No. So yeah. Cause like season, they were going to be like, yeah, season three is the last. I'm like, you bastards. Yeah. And I have to say, thanks to Amazon for picking this up and yeah. helping uh, and, and Al- allowing Al- Al- this Al- show TV as well. Like who, who yes. is the production company? Like they put a lot into this and, and made it special. Um, yeah, yeah, it just, yeah, every, like everyone involved, like, you know, I, I think did a great job. Yeah. So, so anyway, all right, man, we're right at an hour. There we go. So we're over an hour now. So damn it. I'm going to have to cut out that entire expanse. <laughs> so. anyway all right um so yeah any last words no i just I, i'll just leave it with what i said before as far as mm-hmm. you know show like this you know take it take think deeply just you know enjoy it and then step back and try to say what is it, what is this telling us or what is this show saying and right. where could we learn from it yep i mean that's that's it right there Yes, sir, it is. All right. On that note, thank you guys for uh, tuning in this week. Um, We had a relatively short episode, so you're welcome. Um, (laughs) After our two-hour episode last week. But, yeah, uh, we are going to come back on probably Tuesday um, with a review of the first three episodes of Peacemaker, which dropped today, I think. on hobo max so excited to <laughs> to do that so i don't know i start calling it like hobo max because hb hbo hobo uh yeah <laughs> anyway you know if i have to explain the joke it's really not that funny it's just stupid to me uh so yeah on that note we will see you all soon talk to you later see ya bye DFS Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons who are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.